Hello there. Welcome to episode number six of the Shine and Thrive podcast. I'm Sarah Monica, and today I'm going to expand on letting you know how you can make unhappy clients happy again. And I'm going to do that by being very vulnerable with you and sharing five screw ups that I've had in my business in the past nine years. And those are the only five that I've had. So I'm very kind of, I'm very proud of that, but it's also. It's not something that I wanted. I always wanted to have a zero track record, zero mistakes, but we're all human. We all make mistakes. And I want to show you how you can go from screwing up in your business to making sure that in the end, your clients are really, really happy. So to learn from me and make sure you can be a hero with your clients, stay tuned to today's podcast. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. So in this episode, as usual, I'm going to be very, very open and real with you and raw with you because I want you to see that we're all human. We all make mistakes and it's okay. And it's as long as you learn from it, then that's what matters most. So in this episode, I'm actually going to share with you every single screw up I've made in my business in the past nine years. And don't worry, it's not going to be a long ass list. I'm actually really proud that it's only five stories, five things that I've screwed up in the past nine years. And um, yeah, I'm very proud of that because it's literally impossible to be 100% perfect. And for the past nine years with me documenting like hundreds of wedding stories, that's a pretty good track record and, and sessions, right? So many, so many sessions. So I'm going to kick this episode off with one statement that I learned from my business coach uh, back six years ago. He taught me this. This is the one statement that I carry with myself to make sure that everyone is happy in the end. And it's very, very simple to remember. And it's be a hero. Be a hero no matter what. If you have unhappy clients for some reason, be the hero and they'll end up being super happy with you. So Let me start by diving right into the stories that I have for you, and then you'll see what I mean by that as we go along. So story number one is this happened to me a long time ago. So this was possibly um, seven or eight years ago when I just, I had, that was still back when I was generalizing and I had uh, a family shoot with someone and the family shoot in my eyes went great, all of that. Like, um, but when she got her photos, she wrote me saying, honestly, Sarah, I'm sorry to say this. Like, overall, I love the pictures, but I don't like the way I look in them. And it was like the biggest drop in my stomach because I had never had anyone kind of say that to me before. That was my first time. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, I want to I want to fix this for her. I want to know why. And this was actually way before I had coaching with Jeff uh, telling me, teaching me to like be a hero. Uh, so this was like before that even happened. I even learned that. So I was like, okay. And I wrote her. I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, I want to make sure you're 100% happy in the end. Could you let me know like why you think that is? Like, I just I just need to understand a little bit more so I know how to help you. 
And she wrote back saying, well, I don't know, maybe it's because like I wore a really big sweater that wasn't flattering on me and I just don't feel like out of shape and I just don't like, I don't feel confident with the way I look in the photos. So what I said, even though it wasn't like, it's so easy for so many photographers and business owner to business owners to blame the client or blame the customer or be like, well, it's not my fault that you wore that sweater, you chose that sweater, it's going to be X amount of dollars more for the reshoot. A lot of businesses would actually take care of it that way. And I think that is not the way to do business at all. That is, um, you know, short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Short-term, yeah, maybe you'll get, you know, an extra couple hundred dollars or $50 for the reshoot. Maybe not because maybe they'll be like, I can't believe they want me to pay them more than, and they won't actually even pay you. So, Number one, the first option, if you get them to, you know, pay for the reshoot, you're going to end up having like a negative vibe at the shoot. Uh, they're never going to want to come back to you. They're never going to probably refer you because it's just not handled well, or they might not even pay you for the reshoot and then they're still not going to refer you or come back to you. Number option number two is what I did. I'm like, okay, I totally understand. Like, I really, really want to make sure that you're happy with this process and the experience and the photos in the end. So how about I come over and we do a little bit of a reshoot. And instead of it being a full hour, uh, let's do like a half hour reshoot. And I'll make sure um, that you're happy this time around with the way you feel, the way you look in the photos. And she was over the moon. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you. That means so much. Like, I'm so grateful. And then when I went to the shoot, like they were full of like good energy, gratitude. I was full of good energy because I was just being an understanding human that, hey, she just didn't know maybe what she wanted to wear. And you know how sometimes we put on clothes and we look in the mirror, we were like, yeah, we look good. But then we see a photo of us in it and somehow it feels off. So I was just like, whatever. I was just being an understanding human. And guess what? In the end, she ended up being super happy. And that was definitely the experience um, that I wanted to uh, leave with them. And it's always so important to leave an amazing last impression with all your clients because literally that's that's what they're going to remember most is the last touch that they had with you. So that was story number one. Story number two um, it was, this was after I got coached by Jeff and he said, be a hero, like by be, and by be a hero, it means do something so big for them that they did not expect at all. And that basically shows them how much you care to make them happy. So go over and beyond, like be super heroic, right? So story number two, I was documenting a wedding, uh, sent all the photos to the couple. And then a little bit, a couple weeks later, uh, I get an email the bride is saying she's a little disappointed that there are not enough candidates of her side of the family. So what had happened was that during the reception, one side of the room was brighter in, an, in natural light and, and close to the podium, and the other side of the room was darker and farther away from the podium. So naturally, throughout the speeches and the reception, I was kind of documenting that side more that had more natural light, that was easier to document reactions faster because the podium was right there, uh, compared to the darker side. But I still made sure to go around and document um, that other side of the room. And yeah, so she was upset that one that her side of the family wasn't as documented candidly as his side during the reception. And I was kind of like, oh crap, I had no idea that like her side of the family was all in one one side of the room and his side was all on the other. I thought that, you know, tables are sometimes mixed together. And see, that was wrong, a wrong assumption on my end. I should have done more research. I should have um, 
you know, figure that out more. Maybe I should have documented both rooms, I mean, both sides of the room more evenly. So I took it as like, again, my gut, like my stomach dropped because it's her one day. And of course her family means so much to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I care so much about documenting their friends and family. And I felt like I had failed and it felt felt really shitty. But I was like, okay, that has happened. I can't do anything to change that. Um, all I can do is learn from this and also be understanding of her perspective. So I basically wrote back saying, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that uh, the two sides of the room were two separate, like basically sides of families. And, um, you know, I could have done on uh, more on my end to get about gain a better understanding of like who was sitting where probably and everything like that. So I'm very, very sorry because I want you guys to be happy with this whole process. Um, and because I can't redo the day for you, I can't redocument that. I want to make sure you're happy. So I would love to gift you a wedding album. And the email I got back was, wow, thank you so much for being understanding. And we would love a wedding album. And they were so grateful. And yeah, it's a big cost for me, but it's not as big of a cost as if she was unhappy. Like, my client's happiness is the number one priority in my business. And I promise you, as long as you're running your business that way, even if you have to spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on fixing something to make it right and making them happy, it's so worth it down the line because that creates trust, that creates um, you know, a connection with you and them. They they trust you and your business and they they would still refer you even if something happened like that, right? And even though technically, technically I could say it wasn't my fault, like how was I supposed to know? That's the wrong attitude to have. I, I, I mean, I pride myself on, you know, learning every single season on what I could do better to avoid future mishaps like that. And again, that was her one day. It can't be redone. And I wanted to wow her like crazy and show her that I really did care that she was upset about it. And in the end, she ended up, they ended up getting a wedding album and they ended up being very happy. And I felt great. And in the end, it's just an amazing feeling when you could just be so understanding of a human and gift them something like that. Uh, so story number three. So this was, um, I'm trying to remember when I could have been four years ago where I had the idea of, you know, if a couple had an engagement shoot with me, I would create little like tiny cards that I would print from like a random printer. And on one side of the card, I would have uh, different like photos from their engagement session. And on the back of the card would be like my logo and it would be uh, to view uh, photos of yourself after the wedding and download them for free, visit this link. And I was thinking that it would be cool to like spread them around like during cocktail hours so people could like pick up, see a photo of them, be like, oh, that's cute. And on the back, they would have a link to where they can go to after the wedding um, where they could basically download photos of themselves because I got so many photos of other people and guests and I wanted guests to feel like they could um, make sure to get those in the end, right? Um, but after the wedding, I heard from, I got an email from the bride saying, Hey Sarah, like I didn't realize, I realized at the end of the night that people had these cards and, uh, I was very, very upset because I wanted us to see our gallery privately first before we sent it out to all our family and friends. And before that I had done that and I actually had couples say, Oh my gosh, Sarah, like these are such cute cards and now we don't have to send out the link to everyone. That's actually such a great idea. So most of the couples were like, I've never, I've never had 
an issue with it, right? Until this bride was upset because she had a different perspective. She had a different experience in mind that she wanted to have with her photos. And I could have reacted from a place of ego, from a place of defensiveness, being like, well, no one else um, said that to me before. And uh, I don't know. I thought I was just uh, helping you out or doing it like that. Again, bad, bad way to run a business or even just be as a human. Right. And so I decided, well, again, stomach dropped, <laughs> worse feeling. But I was like, OK, what can I learn from this? And I was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And now I know moving forward, I don't want to do that again to another couple just in case I do make them feel that way because that is a shitty feeling you have like this it's like a these photos are kind of sacred obviously they're sacred and maybe they want to enjoy them by themselves before anyone else sees so I really I was like I felt so bad especially because I loved them so much they were such amazing sweet clients and it was already done right it was out there all the cards were out there the link was out there so right away I emailed her and I'm like oh my gosh I am so sorry I'd never even thought of it from that perspective um, I've done this before for weddings and I've never um, heard this from clients before, but I really appreciate you letting me know exactly how you felt because I want to make sure you have the exact experience that you would want. And I, I definitely, uh, I could still make that experience happen for you because all I could do is just change the link and now that card won't work for everyone. So it's going to be on me. Um, so you don't have to worry about it. It's when you get your photos, it's still going to be sacred to you and private, and then you'll be able to share them when you want. So I sent her that email. She emailed me back. Just with all I did was share that response with her, and she was very like happy and grateful with how I reacted, and that I was so proactive about making sure that it was fixed right away. And she was just she was happy. She was really happy. But I wanted to take it a step further. Attention fellow wedding photographers and fellow wannabe wedding photographers. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're scared of missing key moments on wedding days. You feel pressured to create photos that are quote unquote Pinterest perfect and Instagram worthy. You're nervous about all the different lighting scenarios that are out of your control and you're not sure how to handle them. You're confused on how to balance creating beautiful imagery while also capturing authentic moments and emotion. And you're worried about being in people's way way too often. If you're like, hells yeah, Sarah, you read my mind, then I'm here all excited and bushy tailed. Yes, I had to throw in the squirrel reference to let you know that I've created something for you that will help you become a confident wedding day storyteller in just two weeks. It's an online program that I created just for you called Intuitive Storytelling, and it's officially out and ready for enrollment. I want you to take a moment and imagine for a second what life would be like if you knew how to be at the right place at the right time on wedding days so you can catch those key and in-between moments. You got emails back from your clients saying, you were the best freaking decision we made for our wedding. You also knew how to confidently create strong storytelling photos that people felt emotionally connected to, and you finally felt like an actual fly on the wall, aka people don't stare into your camera all day anymore. Well, it's all possible because I consistently experience these things myself, and now I want to help you make these possibilities become your reality. Are you all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right now too? Again, had to throw in the scroll reference, you know me. So listen up. 
You can get started on learning all my tips and tricks of how I document wedding days as soon as today. You can go to saramonica.com forward slash storytelling for all the deets and instructions on how to grab your copy of the course. You'll have lifetime access and you can go at it at your own pace along with a private community of other like-minded photographers that are on the same journey as you are. With intuitive storytelling, you'll be able to learn how to confidently storytell like a pro on wedding days in just two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Uplevel your storytelling game this wedding season so that next year you'll be watching your inbox filling up with even more inquiries. Hello referrals from this year's clients. So again, head over to saramonica.com forward slash storytelling and sign up now. I cannot wait to see you in there. Imagine it's your wedding day and at the end, you're so happy, you're blissed out. And at the end of it or in the morning, you find out about something like this and it just takes away from that experience. I felt so awful that I felt like I had taken away from that experience that I wanted to really, again, be a hero, go way out of my way and do something amazing. So guess what I did? I went through their engagement questionnaire that they filled out for me. And in there, I have sometimes like questions. Well, back then I had questions about what are your uh, favorite snacks? Like what are your what are your interests and all this stuff? I went through the whole questionnaire that same day. I ran out. I did. I went to different stores. I put together a care package for them of like $350 worth or something. There was like a gift card to a restaurant. There was his favorite like cigar magazine um, a, bu- a personal development book for her because I knew she loved that stuff, like a whole bunch of personalized items right in there. And I literally <laughs> I packaged it up. I drove to their house to hand deliver it. And I rang their door- doorbell. I was hoping they would be home. <laughs> and I rang the doorbell. I'm like, this is for you guys. It was like wrapped in a present. And they're like, oh my gosh, Sarah, what are you doing? Like, what? Like, you didn't have to do this. I'm like, no, I wanted to. Like, I felt like I had taken away from your experience. And Um, I know how much that meant to you. And I really just wanted to, you know, create a new experience for you guys to make you really, really happy. And I gifted it to them and they were blown away. And they were like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. Like, again, you didn't have to do this. And it's okay if people say you didn't have to do this. I like, I wanted to, you know, that's, again, my, my, my client's happiness is my number one priority across the board all the time. And I just wanted to, you know, make them make them happy again. So that was actually a really, really nice feeling. I loved giving them that care package. And I love that all the energy, all the great energy and love between us was restored. Um, so that's just another example of how you can save the day with unhappy clients. Just do something, you know, out of the box and different. Okay, story number four. This was um, a little bit recent, actually. So I for every wedding, I have a list of family photos that I that I'm going to be taking. And it's a list that I get from the couple. And then I transfer that list to uh, like a little cheat sheet for myself that's color coded. So I know like, okay, this is the bride's side and it's purple. Uh, the, The names are purple and the groom's side, all the names are green. And I just have it very organized. And I'm so organized with the stuff because I never, ever want to miss a photo. And I have never missed a photo until I missed one. So I missed a photo, which was requested on the list somehow. And it was just it was just one of the family photos that I missed. And later on, after, you know, the couple have seen, have seen all the photos, they're so happy with all of them. But then a couple of weeks later, 
um, you know, she wants to order a print. So she's like, is this, by the way, I just realized this photo is missing. Do you have this combination of us for family photo? And I, I looked back and I'm like, that's so weird. I include every single family photo. Like there's, there's no way it's, it was missed. And I checked back through everything and it wasn't there. And I realized that I just hadn't taken it that day. And I felt so bad again. I'm like, this is a one day and she didn't get that photo. And and I'm like, oh, Sarah, what the heck? And again, we're human, like shit happens. It's literally impossible to be perfect. So I chose not to be hard on myself, but I chose to take a lesson from it. And I I just, I checked in with myself to ask myself what happened here so that you make sure this doesn't happen again. So just always ask yourself that question and make sure you don't make that same mistake again. Just grow from it. So I ended up gifting her $100 to spend on prints because I was like, I am so sorry. Like I can't, I can't take this back obviously, but I want you to still, you know, get some kind of amazing experience for me. So I gifted her $100 towards prints, which is a really big gift. And I'm happy that she ended up using it. And I, you know, in the end, she is able to have so many more prints. Maybe, I don't know how many she would have ordered, right? But maybe she has more prints than when she would normally order. And she saw that I cared enough and I admitted it that, hey, it was my mistake. I really apologize. Um, So that's another thing that you could do uh, to be a hero. And lastly, story number five. So this was actually recent too. And uh, so basically, when I took family photos for this wedding, I realized that I had shot it in a, in a way that was really cropped like close because it was a, it was like larger groups of people. So I wanted to make sure that the people were still large enough in the photo to see. And I and then when they wanted to order prints when it was like um, five by seven or eight by ten, um, by the way, like you guys should uh, listen to this intently and keep this in mind when you're taking family photos so that you avoid this kind of problem too. And by the way, side note, why is it industry standard or like for commercial use for photos? Why are eight by tens and five by sevens the crop of choice? Like it kills me because it kills all of us photographers because we shoot in an eight by 12 aspect ratio. (laughs) And then here our work is being killed by the eight by 10 or five by seven crop that is basically all the main frames that are in stores are that size. So Anyway, that's a side note that needs to <clears throat> that needs to change. Um, but basically, so when she was trying to order the prints, those photos um, were cropping like people off out on the sides, and so she wasn't able to order eight by ten, five by seven. And she emailed me. She was like, "Hey, like this is happening. Uh, why why can't um, all the people be included? It's a little frustrating when I'm trying to order these prints, and clearly no crop that I try to." to uh, create is working on this and I can just imagine the best thing you could do is just put yourself in their shoes imagine what you would feel like in their scenario when you're trying you're so excited to order these prints and then you come across an annoying issue that you don't know how to solve you have no control over Um, that means she has to take her um, you know time to reach out to me uh, solve the problem it's definitely a frustrating thing right so I wrote her back saying, oh my gosh, I totally understand how frustrating it could be. Um, Before I wrote her back, I checked if I um, had cropped them in a little bit during editing or if I had shot them as is. Because if I shot them as is, there was nothing that I could do. If I had it, if I cropped them a little bit during editing, then I was able, I would have been able to like undo the crop and then send her those updated photos so she can get the right size eight by 10 or uh, five by seven. So I had done that due diligence in the back end. I'd spent that time 
Um, some of them, a couple of them were, I was able to save, which was like some portraits of the two of them that she wanted, uh, eight by 10. So some of those were cropped in a little bit. So I was able to save her, I mean, send her actually like resized ones, which was perfect. But the family photos, I shot them as is too, like kind of too close. So I told her, I'm like, okay, so this is a situation I can't change the aspect ratio or sizing or anything. But what I can do is take you, um, instead of or you ordering an 8x10 or 5x7, um, if you order an 8x12, that size will work. No one will be cropped out. Uh, the only difference is that it's more expensive, but I'll cover that cost. So whatever amount of photos and prints you want that you have to size up, uh, let me know that amount and then I will uh, send you a coupon code to cover that cost so you don't have to spend more. So she wrote back saying, oh my gosh, you're the best photographer ever. Like, thank you so much for taking care of us and all that stuff. So she went from frustrated to, wow, thank you so much for showing how much you care and doing all the work on the back end to make sure that we get our prints that we want, right? So those are my five stories. Those were my five, <laughs> five mistakes in my business in the past nine years. And Again, I'm really proud of that number, but every single time it happens, I get upset with myself because I I wanted it to be zero. Like I when I first started my business, I'm like I will never screw up, I'll never make a mistake. I want to make sure everyone is 100% happy 100% of the time. Again, it's impossible. And yeah, but I'm I again, I'm happy with all the lessons that I've learned from these and moving forward, guess what? I still want to have the attitude of I want zero mistakes moving forward. Like, I don't want to have the attitude of, ah, oh, whatever, in the future, I'll make some more mistakes and it's okay, I'll learn from it. It's good to have that attitude after you've made the mistake and then not to beat yourself down and just to be positive and be like, okay, I did it. I can't change it. What can I learn from it? But before that, right now, my attitude, I still want it to be, nope, I don't want to make any mistakes. I want to be detail-oriented. I want to make sure every single family list is... Uh, well prepared. I want to make sure on the day of I've checked off every single photo that was requested that I needed to take for family. Um, moving forward into the future, I want to make sure that family photos, when I take them, they have some space around them just in case that scenario happens again. And I'm like, no, no more mistakes moving forward. That's just the attitude I want to have because that that attitude is what has helped me have so few mistakes in my business all these years. So being detail oriented is super important. I don't know if you heard of the saying slow down to speed up. So it has been crucial in my business. So sometimes before sending an email or when I create a contract, I double check everything. I triple check everything. I make sure the names are spelt right. I make sure the dates are right. I make sure everything is correct. I've made sure that I've put the date in my calendar so that I don't d double book any weddings because I've heard of photographers double booking weddings. And I'm just like, how does that even happen? And I'm not judging them right? They're human. They made a mistake. I made mistakes, right? But that is something that I'm like, I will never ever have that happen. And because I have that attitude towards it, that means that every time I book a wedding, I double check, I triple check everything. So yeah, it might take me a little bit more time initially to book a client because I'm like slowing down to triple check everything, but then it's done right. And if you don't spend the time to make sure names are, uh, are spelt right, if there's mistakes in the contract or anything like that, guess what that means? That means that moving forward, they will trust you less. 
And that's a whole nother like domino effect moving forward. That means that they might end up sending you shot lists because they're like, huh, so I don't know why I don't trust her. And it's because maybe you made a mistake with like their name. You're not as detail oriented or um, on the day of they don't trust you as much. So it's a whole ripple effect. So be very, very careful with that and just be very detail oriented and make sure that your client's happiness, no matter what, no matter if it's your fault or if it's something they did, is your number one priority. And you will be golden and you're, um, you will get so many referrals through word of mouth and you'll just feel better as a person. Uh, you'll feel like such a clean energy in your business. And yeah, so that was my episode on how to make unhappy clients happy. I hope that you've learned a little bit from my mistakes so you don't make the same ones. And I hope that in case you're dealing with a situation where someone is unhappy, that you've learned how to be a hero, go above and beyond, spend that money. And remember that if, yeah, if you spend, let's say $300 or $400 on an album now, yeah, it's a big cost, but it, that's if you're like, no, I don't want to spend the $300 or $400. That's a lot of money for making them happy. That's short-term thinking. If you think long-term, long-term is if how many people are they going to come in contact with in the future? How many people are going to look at their wedding photos? If you leave a bad taste in their mouth at the very end, they're never going to refer you. They're going to be frustrated, right? If you leave an amazing taste in their mouth, even if they just end up referring you to one person they book you, that's like your $300, $400 back like in a second, right? So, and they might end up referring you two to three clients down the line, right? There's so many years ahead of us as in this industry. So again, highly suggest that you be a hero to your clients in your business. So that's a wrap for this episode. And I'm so grateful for you for tuning in. Uh, if this helped you in any way, I would love to hear from you on Instagram. So shoot me a DM at Sarah Monica photo. And if you have a photographer friend that's in a situation that has an unhappy client in it and they don't know how to deal with it, definitely share this episode with them and it'll give them some insight on how they can be a hero and end up with really, really happy clients in the end. So with all that said, toodaloo until next week. Yeah, sorry, that voice is gonna randomly come out in this podcast. I just like to be goofy sometimes, you know? You know? Anyway, bye. Yay! Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H Monica with a K Photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet the irony is the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by guess how much? 
up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., The same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.